No disrespect to Philip Rivers. This is more of a disrespect to the San Diego Chargers, and I'm over it. My family and I have been diehard family members or diehard Charger families forever, literally since I was born. There's Ingram right here, dude. I'm over it. We are done. We are no longer going to support Fuck Stadium C. You motherfuckers can go somewhere else. But you know why? Because someone else can take your losing-ass fucking ways and your losing-ass record with you. And fuck you, Dean Spanos, for letting this shit happen, you piece of shit motherfucker. Dude, you guys can lick my fucking nuts. Fuck the San Diego Chargers and fuck everything that you guys are about. You know why? This is money that I've spent, dude, watching you. I went down there and spent over $150 every fucking weekend at the bar, dude, just to watch you guys because we don't get you in Vegas because I won't pay for direct TV. And you know what, dude? That's what I think of you. You think of us like we're a piece of shit? There you go, dude. You're the piece of shit now. Fuck you guys. Haul ass. Go to Jacksonville. Go to fucking London. Go to fucking Timbuktu, man. I don't give a shit. Kiss my ass, Chargers. Fuck off, Dean Spanos. Fuck you, Tom Telesco. And motherfuck you, you coaching staff, you pieces of shit, because you suck ass. And fuck you, Dean Spanos, you piece of shit, motherfucker. There's a saying in Espanol, or a dicho, or a modismo, whatever you want to call it, an aphorism, uh, that says, Amor de lejos... Amor de pendejos, which translates literally to love and distance is the love of idiots. However, there is another saying, uh, dicho, aphorism, uh, that absence uh, can make the heart grow fonder. Because extra distance, absence has a way of making simple things seem so much sweeter. When you're, not, when you're not all up in uh, each other's stuff, there's a there's a bit of poetry in that distance, in, in the in the intimacy of those uh, stolen moments, so to speak. So, what the fuck does any of this have to do with grandstanding, or with grandstand for that matter? Well, <clears throat> for the past two years, uh, I have been a most vocal hater of the Los Angeles Chargers of Carson and have wished them all of the motherfucking bad luck that exists in the world. Um, and not just the Chargers, but their fans. And with a, with a, even a, with a, a special disregard for San Diegans who still root for them. I, I, uh, they're like, they're, they're they're lower than plankton to me <clears throat> sometimes or were or well, we'll get into this but um things have slowly been changing for me um things have things have things have transpired that have made me uh look at this conundrum of rooting from afar of love and distance uh from a different perspective in what seemed like divine intervention while in the throes of a grandstanding vision, I've come to see those San Diego grandstanders in a slightly different light. Reframed, reframed my thinking, if you will, about uh, 
these sons of bitches who uh, I think are, are are traitors just like the Chargers for betraying our beloved San Diego. There's a uh, there's a, uh, one of those university courses on iTunes that I listened to once. Um, and the professor talks about uh, the professor giving the course talks uh, mentions the film around the world in 80 days, uh, um, and and kind of uses that as an example to illustrate the the ensuing interconnectedness, the closing of the pendejo gap by the closing of distances between folks around the world, and this movie uh, illustrates this in a very vivid manner. And it kind of got me thinking about what does it mean anymore to be uh, in love with something or to follow something or to be uh, a grandstander from afar if now as the uh, world has changed and evolved, we, we, have, we have certainly closed the, the pendejo gap uh, in, 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 a, in a very, 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 very... Um, a methodical fashion. So, uh, Amor de Lejos is possibly no longer Amor de Pendejos. And as this uh, Pendejo gap closes, um, maybe things are not as far away as they seem. And this is uh, probably not necessarily the best, uh, most convenient time in history to be in love at a distance, especially as a grandstander. There are options, constant analysis to immerse ourselves in, constant talk. There's just constant content out there for us to not feel the hundred-so miles distance from San Diego to Los Angeles. I haven't followed the NFL this year. I haven't seen any episodes uh, but I know that the team formerly known as the San Diego Superchargers is making a fine run. And as of this recording, they still have a shot at the Super Bowl. And the main reason I haven't been following is is not so much because of my hatred or disgust for the Chargers, but my hatred or disgust for the National Football League, um, which was, you know, which was, which was uh, finalized. And the nail in the coffin for me was the the knee-gate incident and the pathetic treatment of uh, Colin Kaepernick and the protest uh, um, that ensued following his 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 uh, his political statement. So I've been uh, playing the troll, the role of the troll, um, in 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 not just hating the NFL but especially hating the Los Angeles Chargers of Carson and. Because of certain events that have transpired in the past few months and because of this enlightening, grandstanding vision I had, I have maybe slowly come around to see the haters, to, to, to see the, those, uh, those, those grandstanders that, uh, that are loving their team from afar in a different light. There's still, for me, a lot of demons as a San Diego fan because of our San Diego fan experience we typically have players who are very successful once they leave us and become MVPs and mega stars and we remember when we when we loved them and they were just still uh unknowns and this is you know in this case it would be this would be a, a heart crushing case cuz 
we're talking about an entire fucking team experience here. They they go and have success, and and the success that we all San Diegans have wanted. I think this would be an especially crushing blow if these motherfuckers win the Super Bowl or make a deep run. And 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 well, if they win the Super Bowl, I think it'd be just they would fucking be horrible in my opinion. But um, I do appreciate those people that have stuck it out. Those people who have uh, who believe in love via FaceTime, via text, via ESPN, via radio shows, social media, and kind of want to use this platform to explore this perspective, this this new grandstanding perspective, but um, also kind of look at you know the fact that the the generation that has driven this this closing of the pendejo gap through the ubiquity of digital media, uh, the, um, the millennials are, are no longer moving as much as, as we kind of more traditionally or typically have done here in the U S away U S of a. So <clears throat> what does that mean? And, and what, what kind of it's what, what does that paradox uh, illustrate? What does that mean for this ridiculous, pathetic point that I'm trying to make? Um, so, we you know that uh, half the world's poetry has been written from the perspective of the longing fool. So let's get all romantic about these fools that love and distance and what that means in this new reality. And, and what kind of paradoxes or dichotomies will arise. And if distance is a thing anymore, um, let's, uh, let's see if we can appreciate their disregard for this amor de lejos, amor de pendejos, for their potentially possible courageous love. So, as we uh, move forward in this uh, new, brave new world where grandstanding is being uh, redefined, what lessons can we learn from these love fools? And what does it mean for us as we all possibly head in that direction or not? So hopefully the professor can provide some balance to the imbalance of this sappy analysis and maybe um, make a point about uh, what this all means. Excuse me. Ha! <clears throat> God damn. All right. That's what we're going to talk about today here on Grandstand. We don't like Los Angeles. We're never going to like Los Angeles. People from San Diego don't like Los Angeles. Greetings, Grandstanders! We're back. I'm not going to uh, preface or give any excuses. We're just back and just take it at that. Before we get into any of this, I want to say hello to my partner in crime, El Profesore, checking in from 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 the great city of, of New York. How are you, Professor? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. A lot has happened since we last talked, right? Mm-hmm. When did we amount. last talk? 
What was the uh, World Cup? I think maybe did we no. have a World Cup? Yeah. No, it had to have been after that. Well, but yes, a lot has happened. Twenty eighteen, pretty. I thought it was a pretty good year. You know, people have like a really visceral reaction to that question that I've asked people. Like, did you have a good, you know, some people say, fuck, I hated 2018. And then other people kind of are really like, oh, it was a good year. Um, I think if you struggled, it could have been a year of growth and that still makes it a good year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, well, I totally get why, you know, it's it's been a... Yeah, especially the more you're you're plugged into what's been going on, um, it definitely felt like a very chaotic year. But um, but in the midst of all that chaos, I thought a lot of good stuff happened. Absolutely. Um, someone told me that my horoscope says I'm going to have a great year. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, I so, hope so. So now I've been checking it every day. Nice. Yeah, on uh, on a grandstanding level, what's that? I saw a triple. Uh, I watched. I witnessed a triple crown live. That's right. That's um, fucking right. That was pretty epic. Um, I went. I went to Madison Square Garden to watch. Uh, uh, that was my first time watching boxing at Madison Square Garden. I watched the whole Canelo spectacle. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What else? Mm, those are the two. Those are the two that stand out. We went to a Cholos game. Oh, the Cholo, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. It was, it was, it was pretty fun. Well, if we're talking highlights, I I got to see live and in in person my my ultimate idol of all sporting idols. Uh, I got to see Maradona oh, walk his crippled yeah. ass on the on the field at the at a Cholos game. That was. That was um, that was a a epic, magical, special moment for me. I was there with uh, with Frida Grandstander, and um, yeah, I got to see the person I consider to be a, a walking god here on this planet. Some people hate him, most people hate him, but I happen to think he's the biggest fucking G that ever walked this planet. Yeah, man. Um, How do you look? I got to see... tired, old. <laughs> yeah, like he did too many fucking drugs. Uh-huh. It's kind of sad to see him paraded for my entertainment, for my enjoyment and my entertainment. Um, it, it really, maybe this is what started my whole uh, vision quest to uh, redefine my grandstanding hatred, become softer, so to speak. Mm, yeah. I do have one other really cool experience, grandsta- uh, grandstanding experience um, at a Cubs game. I went to see a Cubs game back in April, I think. Uh, with with uh, Skitch Bourbon, uh, sat in the bleachers. Probably one of my favorite baseball grandstanding experiences ever. That's awesome. Um, those fools get down, and I, I I have to, you know, I could care give two shits about the Cubs, but they're fans. They're the real deal. Um, so the highlight, aside from the fact that it was a sold out game. And the fact that the, the the beer was flowing, and that um, it's just just like jackass central, um, with myself included in that bunch. At, at one point, the Cubs were winning the game, and at, but at one point, you know, because the Cubs were winning, and there was kind of like uh, no other or no angst being uh, developed uh, in in the narrative, 
the the so I was sitting in the in the left field or left field bleachers. So left field bleachers in unison start a chant. They start yelling at the right field bleachers and they start saying, "Right field sucks. Right field sucks. Right field sucks." And I thought, "Wait, what? What are they fucking saying?" So then left field started saying, or yeah, it, it, basically the 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 right fielder started talking. Basically, there was a a, a tiff, a friendly, you know, fun, uh, uh, drunken tiff between the bleacher fans so they were fucking they took their grandstanding to another level it was it was pretty potent and incredible to see just the the, the amount of shit talking uh the amount of grandstanding that uh, i witnessed was pretty incredible that was fucking amazing that's hilarious dude yeah. it just goes to show that at the end of the day what all well, one of the things we want more than anything is um we'll we'll create a a tribe and an enemy out of anything that's exactly it. Thank you. See, you you put it much more eloquently than me. Um, that's exactly it. And I think to experience to me, that's the ultimate grandstanding experience. Um, I don't know. How do you feel? Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty pretty cool. And you you got to get in there before. Um, are, are people there already? Are they already? Is there a lot of talk about like, eh, this isn't this isn't the ballpark it used to be? Or are they are they oh, not yeah. there yet? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Especially since they won the World Series, you know. Oh yeah. We need to talk about that someday. Is that it's like the it's the equivalent of of like um, of like your favorite band selling out or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But that that um that game that game seven was one of the best baseball Greatest. maybe sporting yeah. games I've seen in since I could remember. Yeah. I, I thought for sure it, it meant that Hillary Clinton was going to win. <laughs> Damn, you were off the, the mark gods on that one. The gods can't get the, the gods can't get everything fucking like this. This guy, this has to be a sign that the gods are not going to like. Um, but I guess that that was their like that was their little fucking Valentine to us. Like, sorry. <laughs> Here's this though. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey man, if if the Chargers win the Super Bowl, I think that's that indicates that um, uh, Michael Avenatti is going to become president. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 move let's move into this. But you know, maybe can we talk about something that I think is really important to discuss? And maybe this kind of can be a perfect segue into the rest of the conversation. But um, we were just talking about this before we started. So everybody who has feelings, regardless of what feelings they have for the Chargers or how they feel about them, uh, me me being in the in the fuck the Chargers camp. Um, but you know, when before I said it for the first time, uh, in in my mind I thought, yeah, fuck the Chargers, but except Philip Rivers, he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that's? I mean, why is that? Why is that a thing? Why do we love him? And why do all of us? It doesn't matter. It's it, you know, like we kind of all take a moment and we stop and we say. Yeah, but Philip's cool. Are, yeah. are we rooting for Philip? Yeah, I think that's like every every Charger fan you talk to says the, that exact same thing. Like everyone uh, prefaces or after either before or after saying "fuck the Chargers," will go like, "Yeah, but Phil, but you know, Phil's cool, but but not cool enough to you know." But I still hate the Chargers. Um, I don't know, dude. He's just he has he he like. 
he epitomizes like the spirit of the competitor. And I think we and and I think as San Diego fans, we don't really have people like that too often. That's true. Um, and he's he's one of like. I think we see him as a winner, even though we don't win. But he like he's a winner, and he's he's one of the the, the small amount of winners that that we've had in sports. Um, and I think the same pain that he feel like the same pain that that the fans feel for for having losing seasons and, or, or, you know, every, at the end of every season that ends in a loss. Um, yeah, he, he feels that same pain. And, and I think like, there's a, a sense of, you know, like, um, like the fans and, and filth are, are feeling that same pain together. And, I feel bad and, for him and, in many ways. Yeah. The same way that I feel bad for us. Does he drive back and forth with his ten kids every day for for games from San Diego to L.A.? I don't know if he takes all the all ten kids, but um, but he does he does drive back and forth. I think he he, I'm pretty sure I heard he sits, uh, shotgun so he can study tape and while um, <laughs> while the driver drives. It's got to be a suburban, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and that's the other thing about Phil too. I think that that everyone loves is he's. It very well could be a suburban, and it very well could be. Uh, it wouldn't be shocking if it was a very modest old pickup truck, you know, because he's he's that um, he's that classic good old boy. Do you still wear a bolo tie? Oh yeah, oh, good for him. That's another thing that endeared me to him. I really thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, is he a? Uh... Is he a racist deep down inside because he's from Alabama? Possibly. Oh, for sure. But but maybe not. You know, <laughs> I'd rather not ever find out. Well, that's another that's another episode when we find out all the dirty shit that our idols uh, leave in their wake. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what of this distance, Professor? What's the thing with distance? Why? Why stay in a relationship if you can no longer have that day to day interaction? How does that play out in real life, and how does that play out in, in from a grandstanding perspective? Are yeah. they are they are they similar at all? I think they're kind of there. There's some similarity. I, there's a big difference, I think. But we we mentioned earlier, you know, the whole idea of absence making the heart grow fonder. Um, mm-hmm. like it, it seems like people who are in long distance relationships, and a lot of like the all the like studies that have been done on it that talk to people in long distance relationships um uh they the the consensus even though like in if if you ask the typical person about it most people think like no nah, like that's not doesn't work um but like surveys and all that show <laughs> the opposite that it's like people think it's say talk talk about like it's the greatest the greatest type of relationship you could have is a is a long distance one <laughs> um have you ever have you ever been in one? Yeah, I've been in, in yeah, several. Yeah. So you, how was it? Um, it was shitty. Mm. I, I happen to not be a fan of long distance relationships. Um, but this is before like texting. Oh, you, like so you guys wrote wrote letters to each other for fucking reels, dude. <laughs> And when like when calling long distance costs like fifteen cents a minute, 
Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah so he couldn't even do that. You know? Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's, um, but it was, it was intense. It was, it was it's definitely a lot of poetry. It's very poetic. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I think, I agree. I, I totally could see how long distance relationships, um, could, could work just fine. But it's a matter of, like, well, how long are we talking about? Like, it, it, it I can't, <laughs> it, it can't be a long, I don't think when people talk about long distance relationships, it's like a, they're talking about like a permanent one. Um, and so that's like for a year. Okay. Two years, maybe. Okay. Um, once we start getting into like three years that I, I would imagine that's gotta be tough. Right. Or you would just have to have a different view, uh, a a less conventional view of relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I know people that like share a home, but they have separate bedrooms and a conjugal bedroom, Mm -hmm. you know? And it seems absurd to a, you know, hetero, traditional male, but like, but it makes, but it makes sense when, when you kind of break it down, you know? Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that. I recently was, yeah, I was looking at like a different, uh, sleep, like sleeping norms Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. um, and that apparently that's like on the rise. Uh, more couples are are going back to the to the separate separate, separate sleeping. And there and there and and again and like similar like the long distance relationships. There's all these like all these reasons given for why it's like on a practical level it it's actually very uh, healthy and good for the couple. So these are the kind of thoughts that led me to 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 this was the inspiration behind this kind of thought you know because. Uh, I'm always thinking in terms of sports metaphors. Um, uh, I, I frame my whole entire reality from a grandstanding perspective. But yeah, this is these are the things that got me thinking about that. Um, so I mean, maybe maybe those people are just in denial, or maybe it is the fucking you know maybe there's something there. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm I'm open to it. You know, things things have transpired that have made me look at it from a different perspective. And I wanted to, you know, now, now speaking of, of the fan, um, did you have the hatred for that fan who still kept rooting for the chart? I mean, I doubt you did just cause it's not in your nature, but what is your feel or what is your take on that, on, uh, on that fan? Uh, here I'll call out my cousin, Carlos, who's, who's still diehard, hardcore charger fan. And I give him a lot of shit for it. But he's like he doesn't care. He loves his team. Doesn't care where they play. What what was your take on that? Huh, that's funny. I, um, yeah, I don't. I just I don't get those. I don't. I don't. I just don't. Like I get it, but I don't. I can't. Uh, I can't relate to it. Um, I I know, I know a couple people too who who've remained fans and and it's just kind of like this. Um, it's it's one of those like you just at the end you have to agree to disagree on 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 uh, like the type of relationship you had to the team where like. It's like mm. I don't care. From their view, it's just like, yeah, like I don't. They could. It, it, it's not about the uh, the location in San Diego. It's it's about something else. You know, I, I've I've rooted for them my whole life. I'm not going to stop now. Um, and to me, I just don't relate to that because it's um, the the whole like uh, the whole process, like the the way they left. I think is a big part of it. Um, 
there have been teams who have left and don't get the same type of um, hateful reaction from the from the fans when they've left. Um, and then and then there have been teams who've who've left and and have gotten a really uh, it, it, it pissed the fans off because of the way it was done. And I think the way the Chargers did it was, um, um, you know, they kind of it it, it it left a, a nasty taste in, in in people's mouths. Um, but apparently not everybody's because yeah, some. And ultimately, that's the thing that I that that was that that was for me that was it, it was like the the fucking insulting manner in which they did it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it. it, 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 it there's that and i think and i think you and i probably feel the same way another part of it was also kind of sort like even though i i wouldn't say i wouldn't go as far as saying um uh it's it's like it's it's not like i was always wanting for that relationship to end but Mm. my growing dislike for the nfl made made the made the breakup all that much easier yeah, absolutely. So in a way, like I, I, the way I've rationalized it too is like, well, the bright side of this is um, I have no reason to watch football anymore, and that's that's good. I like that Sundays. Mm-hmm. Sundays I go to Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> you have to drive there, or you take the subway. <laughs> Um, I, I would, I don't even know if a Bed Bath Beyond exists here, but, um, but if, but I would take a subway, Home, Home Depot and Target. So our grandstanding is rooted in our tribalism. You and I, professor is rooted in, uh, in place, in location. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, so you mentioned this earlier, that the millennials are so, so we already kind of said this, but just to just to re just to kind of give it context again, um, the Americans have been a mobile uh, bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but for some reason now, millennials are 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 staying put. You said or or not moving as much. Can you yeah. expand on that? Yeah. So um, so the whole idea of like the the displaced fan. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the United States is it's an interesting one. Um, I saw that uh, if you look at like um, uh, like Fanatics is a one of those online stores where you can buy like jerseys and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like sixty to seventy percent of their fan gear is shipped uh, outside of the state of the team, right? So like wow, so like sixty to seventy percent, and it's higher. Like it's it's lower for base, but like in baseball, it's like in the low sixty percent. Where like for the NFL, it's it's like uh, um, like over seventy percent. But nevertheless, like still, like it's it it is kind of that says something. Like that you know sixty to seventy percent of Dodger jerseys are being shipped outside of California. Um, part of that could be like if it's an online store, that's so. You know, it would make sense. Uh, people, uh, people who buy jer- like if you live in the town, you can just buy it at the local store. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but but still, like it it does raise the question as to like, man, maybe a lot more fans root um, are rooting for a team um, outside of where they live. But I so I, but I think overall, you could make the argument that uh, place based identity is is kind of fluid for Americans. Like we're we're less parochial. Um, 
and part of it is because we're we're pretty migratory people like at least domestically migratory people um we we've have a history of tending to move around a lot um if you were to guess well, what countries would you would you guess are people move more within um <clears throat> Maybe Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people in like Germany. Um, I'm thinking that they, you you would have to be very practical, right? Yeah. 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 Um, that's I don't know a big if part of it. Just a huge generalization to make about white people, but um, <laughs> yeah, they, those those specific ones that I mentioned. Sorry, um, they seem to be more practical. Yeah. Is that? So at least from from this one study that I that I looked at, um, and this is from the like earlier two thousands, um, Denmark and Finland were were the two oh. countries that ranked higher than the U.S. And like and at the far end of it is like Portugal and Slovakia. <laughs> those those fools have no interest in moving. Um, but um, so but yeah so so the U.S. Americans move around a, a bit more, but what's what's being seen is that um uh pretty much like since the recession um but even before that it was declined but the rest of the recession even further uh, increased the decline um uh americans are just moving less now and millennials in particular of all the generational groups are the groups that are seen to uh be staying put the most because they live at their mom's house um that could be a part of it um the like what possibility is so like what what usually drives people to to move work so there's work um love and um and yeah love um and a big one that is seen it's like uh wanting to buy a house it's like people are willing uh, to move when for the sake of like uh you know accomplishing that that dream of having of, a sense of, of place of having a sense yeah exactly but if where you are is just not practical for you to to be a homeowner then you know people are willing to to move for that um and millennials uh they just care less about buying a house they're they're not big on being homeowners and and then and on top of that um well, and good uh, for uh, them good for them man. yeah 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 or, or, or us I, I keep forgetting i'm a millennial um and, and actually, I fit into this perfectly. Um, but um, millennials, a big thing that drives wanting to buy a house is having kids. And millennials aren't having kids either. So, so if they're not having too. kids, less incentive. <laughs> huh? Good for them too. Yeah. So less incentive to buy a house, to be a homeowner if you're not having kids. So they're having less kids, having less uh, uh, desire or at least ability to buy a house. Um they're moving for jobs less. And so, um, so all of that is, seems to be intersected factors that, uh, millennials are just moving less. And probably also the fact that millennials tend to want to move to LA, San Francisco, Chicago, you know, New York, it's on. And, uh, those places are increasingly becoming more and more impossible to move into unless you're, uh, unless their their parents are rich and pay for them too, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, millennials are moving less, 
And so this whole idea of like, uh, you know, location, like us being, us being fluid, like our identity being rooted in place, being more fluid because we move around a lot. Maybe we're going to, maybe that's going to start changing. It may, maybe, uh, maybe we might be seeing a comeback in, in place-based identity in, in You're making decades. these people sound incredible. The, the millennials? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm having warm feelings right now. <laughs> well, again, I'm, I'm biased, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm part, I'm part no, of the... No, but I think what you're saying is really... Those are all things that I really, like, find really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Dude, may, maybe... What if you're a millennial at heart? Possibly. Do you Possibly. like Snapchat? Nope. I don't, know, I don't know how that works. Well, then maybe not. What else? Name another thing. Uh, craft beer? Definitely. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, Records. I mean, that pretty much... Huh? records but that's that's a gen x thing i'm gonna i'm gonna take that one for us okay we brought yeah. that shit back yeah, that's true um and we make the fucking beer so um so uh i have a question what if you move away from the town from your scent from your place um i mean shouldn't the team question your uh <laughs> your your loyalty could you ever make an argument for that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, if you're the one that creates the the experience that creates the the, the amor de lejos, yeah, si- uh, situation. Yeah, I mean, um, shouldn't that be questioned? Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. How foolish of a person to to prioritize uh like work and family over their team and and mm-hmm. make the decision to move but that's where that's where the whole digital age comes in like I, I, it it's it's easier now to to do that and you can still like before you would if you if you did that it's possible you're not going to have access to watching you know to watching those games of of your home team like if you move to a place where it's just not being shown um but then with like more sophisticated uh, cable and, and satellite packages, um, and then now with all the streaming, um, you, you might not be able to go to the games there live, um, but you can still watch from wherever you are now. And you, can, and you can literally watch every, even if you're a baseball fan, you can watch all 160 plus games from even if you move to China. Yeah, I find that pretty ironic. If you, you know, how many Charger games did you go to in the last 15 years? Less than five. Yeah, me too. I think I went to four when I was like deep in it, you know? Yeah, which I mean, mean I, so that, and then that, that brings up another thing too, right? Like what about the fact that fans are increasingly becoming, even the hometown fans are increasingly becoming displaced from the stadium. Like mm-hmm. it's becoming increasingly less and less feasible for people to actually go to the, to the game which is a huge, a huge, huge part of like, you know, like nothing beats going to the game and, and building those memories like that attach you to a team. Mm-hmm. But, but as like the working class fan is being displaced from the stadium and it's just becoming less affordable, like could this possibly also add to the strain of, of the whole like physical, like location based fandom mattering? And it like, it further opens up normalizing like rooting for teams outside of your location. I think it does. 
we can we can we can talk about the romance of of putting a letter in the mail and receiving a handwritten letter or of talking on the phone um of of what that must have been like to have a long distance relationship say 20 30 years ago you know um but you know i i see i see you know for as much shit as i talk about technology i see relationships especially long distance ones being enhanced by technology because you know there's there's infinite ways of of creatively engaging with a partner you know that go beyond just the traditional things that people did 30 years ago which is to write a letter or to talk on the phone i mean you can text you can send messages via social media you know even as you're texting there's an infinite amount of of props that you can use to make your point about uh, your shared love or romance you know um i think it enriches the experience and i think as a fan that that's probably the same thing that's occurring right it's like it's it's uh maybe you could make an argument that it's equally as rich to uh engage in tribalism from your from your couch mm-hmm. because it is so rich and easy to connect and and so so it can be it can be so delicious you know yeah um i don't i don't i don't necessarily uh adhere to that idea because i like the tribalistic tantric you know we've talked about this a million times i like going to the stadium mm-hmm. you know i like to yell redfield sucks you know mm-hmm. um but, but I mean, I think I think you know that's another thing that I you know I think is important to note that it's all the props that we have available make it not just easy, but it kind of can be sexy at times, you know. Yeah. Well, and and and, and for some like and for some necessary, <clears throat> it's right. the only way. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd mentioned to you before how. Um, you know, I uh, w- when when we talk about long distance relationships, um, you know, we're we are we're wired to be social animals, um, and that's part of what's given a rise to social media. Um, you know, like we've demanded to be, we want to be more connected, and so social media has been, you know, the, the tools have been provided to us to to do that. At the same time, you know, depression rates are on the rise. Uh, levels of people reporting loneliness is on the rise. Um, and that's correlate like it's correlated with the rise of social media and smartphones. Like if one's ca- if it's causing it, that's you know I, that's hard to say, but there is that. And and like physical touch is important. Like it's just it is. <clears throat> it's like we we're we're we intuitively can interpret like the touch of, uh, of of another human. Like we can just by touch can can interpret like meaning from that. Um, absolutely like we it's it's like at the core of of being a human being is 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 physical you know touch uh like oxytocins are released and and i think that matters like a a, a, an emoji can't replicate that at the end of the day um and so you know how, how much how important is it to to be there in in person to, you know, uh, to, to keep that, that attachment to, to the community, to the team. Um, you know, pastors are getting, are freaking out 
because less and less people want to go to the church because they're they're watching the sermon from from home <laughs> from their tablets <laughs> and the pastor says that that's just not it's it's it doesn't you know it's they see that as as initially they provided it thinking that like oh this is good like this is a good way to so people can still be a part of this and then now they're as it's more people are choosing to do that instead they're going like oh wait no this is this is a problem now and then the and then the the you know to to kind of to kind of uh piggyback on what you said earlier about you know going not only just not go not only going to the cathedral to the service mm -hmm. to to the stadium but but um being in the same in the same community you know what i'm saying that's collectively having that shared experience yeah you know um if the team is uprooted and removed from a place, it, it's going to make it a lot harder. I don't care how fucking easy it is to watch the game on TV. It's going to make it a lot harder if you know those fools are not playing in Mission Valley. You know, that, yeah. that bond and that link is going to be severed. And I think it, it, it kind of speaks to what you're saying. And, and, and paradoxically and ironically, the divide, like you said, with the, with the churches, the, 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 the tools or the means that we're supposed to make – not only enhance it, but make it available to like, to make it, to democratize it have kind of have isolated us. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's thing that the thing you mentioned about the, the watching the sermon online, I was reading something in the paper the other day about that. And it got me thinking, you know, the, 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 the article is written from a perspective of a person who's saying, yeah, it's cool to watch, you know, you know, there were days when, you know, I was either sick or I had a baby and I couldn't make it to church or whatever. And I, you know, watched online, but really, <clears throat> The thing that the thing about religion or about this is the congregation because of exactly all the things you've mentioned right and um you know i thought about this um you know if if you don't have church and you don't drink because bars to me are the same thing as church it's where you go to congregate you know um as this person was describing you know the part the, the richness of being a part of this community is that these people care for me and when you know when i get a flat tire I call my friend from the church or if I need something when I was sick, they brought me soup. And, and I was thinking the same thing happens for me, except those people are people that I know from the bar, <laughs> my community's built around the bar, you know? Um, so the same person, those, those, those same bonds are there um, for me. They're just not from church. They're just a bunch of drunkards who we care and look out for each other. And I thought if you don't have religion, you don't have that. Um, Grandstanding is another perfect place for that, you know. Oh, for sure. The tribalism of that is is it 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 can you know, and I'm I'm sure there's a million not I'm sure there's a million other things, but I was thinking I am always thinking how you know we're always talking about how religion and grandstanding are one and the same. You could call it religion grandstanding of sorts, or or you could call sports a religion of sorts. But um, those are those things are really important. I think to be rooted in the same place. And that's why I can't ever give myself to completely agree with, with those, with those fans. But I do have empathy for the fact that they do want to engage in a long distance relationship. Yeah. And, and the thing with the, with the charger fan too, is, is, you know, the, the charger fan can have that type of long distance relationship where, you know, where the couple still takes rides a train and sees each other, you know, once a month like it's it's not that hard for the for the san diego to do that drive up to la and that's what kind of makes it so complicated right <laughs> yeah they're not in jacksonville yeah right it's kind of like 
they're like kind of next door. They're up the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your 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 wife left you for the neighbor, uh-huh. and they're still uh-huh. next door to you. <laughs> And she still sends you fucking nasty text messages, you know? You're like, oh, how am I supposed to let go? You know? No, dude. No, no, no the opposite, actually. Like, she still sends so? you nice text messages. Like, come on, dude. No, like, nasty, over. like, 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 nasty. Oh, like, oh, oh. Let's, 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 let's get, let's get nasty, baby. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Hanky pecky shit, you know? Exactly. And, like, and is acting oblivious, is, like, is, what? is obli- like, what? Yeah, like, why? What's the problem? Just come over. Like, it's easy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my husband's home, but he's cool. Like he's he, he has no beef with you. Yeah, but at some point, you know, some some people will just be like, you know what? Well, yeah, might as well. Why not? I did love her a lot, right? Putting your your pride aside for the enjoyment of that connection. Yeah, dude, and that's that's it, right? It's mm-hmm. it is it's about pride, and that's and and. And for a lot of people, let's let's say little Mo, for example, who mm-hmm. uh, our cousin, diehard, diehard, diehard Charger fan. Um, a lot of it is it's it's his hatred for the team and his refusal to 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 come around and accept them and, and start rooting for them is 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 out of pride, and that and that makes that makes a lot more sense to me than the opposite. Right, got to have some self respect. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but it, it is it is it does take courage to to love uh, within the context of of the of the opposite of that you know like to mm-hmm. say fuck it I'm just gonna keep loving this motherfucking team mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. both are equally complex you mentioned something about brain drain professor can you talk a little bit about that and how it fits within the context of this conversation. Um... So now trying to think, like trying to look at it from the, trying to empathize with the, with the fans, the ones who, who, who stay Charger fans. Um, I started, like, I was thinking of, of the Chargers kind of similar to, to the rural kid who, who leaves his, his, um, who leaves the small town. Like there's, there's, so there's been tons of work on, on that, like on the kids who, who leave the small rural town um for the city um and they even like they break it up into so there's there's the there's the stayers who the stayers are the ones who don't leave the hometown um the returners are the ones who leave but but come back the seekers are the ones who want to leave but they lack the money or the they don't have the great like they're not they don't have uh the credentials to go to like a university to leave and so those are the the those are the kids at the military comes swoops up um and then there's the achievers and that's like the so the from a young age they're identified and it's like all right this kid this is the kid that's going to get out of here and pretty much all the resources that the rural town has they they throw it at that at the achiever and to help the achiever leave um but then if when the achiever comes back home for say like uh christmas or something uh he might come back to like a mixed reception from from the from the stairs who are like, oh, you know, the sellout is back. Oh, you think you're, oh, you think you're better than us now? Huh? <clears throat> oh, look at city. Oh, and especially if it's like, especially if if this is a you know a kid who grew up in the south and moved to like New York. Oh, fucking. Me. And yeah. he moved up. He's a Yankee now, and he's like, you know, and so 
you know, I, I think we could look at that and go, well, that's unfair. Like, that's unfair to, to the, the kid who's labeled the achiever um, for people to, for his, for now his, his roots where he came from to now turn on him um, or her. Um, and so what if, like, what if we looked at the Chargers in this, in this similar way? You know, like San Diego and, and we, we, we have to admit, like, we're not the greatest sports town. Nope. Part of it is also because it, it like it, um, it is hard to to build like a, a, a highly identified fan base and, and like a this team loyalty uh, when when you exist in a city that has like a rapid influx of residents and San Diego is a transplant city. Um, uh, like cities are able to pull it off like New York because they also have this like rich his, sports history of like winning and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so that is able to like make up for it. But so, you know, we're just not the greatest sports town. Um, Not to mention that we have had shitty teams besides the soccers. Yeah, exactly. And the goals. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, And so, which kind of says a lot, right? Like the soccers and the goals, like that's where we can excel. Beyond that, we, we, we haven't done too well. So did... Like, did the Chargers do the logical thing? Are they like the 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 rural kid who goes like, you know what? I want to expand my like, I want to go to something bigger, bigger and better. Um, the team itself got richer from the move. I mean, that's it's a pretty logical choice to make to to leave. Um, and so, us as the fans, should we should we be like those people back home in the rural town who, instead of hating on the kid, go like celebrate and go, you know what? Good for you good for you going out there and 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 at the end of the day you'll all like you will always be one of us when you're out there in in la you're still like deep down you're 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 still always going to be a san diegan and and you're representing us out there because you know what no one in la even cares about you <laughs> if the, so we're all you have like we're, we're the only people if they're going to get support from anybody it has to come from us and should we instead celebrate them and root for them and 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 be proud of them you know they're they're now they're now they're on the a big stage is that is that a way to look at it <laughs> yeah i mean is little mo gonna shed a little tear when philip rivers sends a shout out to san diego after they win the super bowl right i bet he will and possibly it, it, yeah but, but it, it, that'll be a tear there, there's gonna be a whole lot of emotion jumbled up in that tear from mm-hmm. from anger to sadness to happiness. We need to check in on him. <laughs> yeah, if that happens. So yeah, what, yeah. What, what do you think of that? I'm okay with that because I feel completely detached from from them leaving. Was was I took it personal because they just because they left San Diego and they left the the San Diego citizen without a team. But I you know I fucking. I had already completely detached from the NFL by the time they left. Um, so as you say that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can get behind that. You know, that's a that's an interesting way of looking at it, and I, I'm 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 okay with that. Except that at some point, those players that we created those bonds with are going to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's I think to me very important. You know, is that as that team changes personnel and that as it evolves. And that identity that rooted it to San Diego uh, changes to something else that is more uniquely LA or or just kind of reflects a different dynamic. I think 
how how will how will the the San Diegan um, who's ambivalent about it stay engaged um, and still feel that same love and connection? You know, so it's like if if the person that you fell in love with at long distance uh, completely changes for the better, you know, but but just is moving on to to, to different projects and ideas, and they're no longer rooted in that in that thing that initially saw your relationship be. Um, can there can there ever be a connection still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think if anything, it's if if at least for say for say myself, um, and I don't see. My, but let's say I did decide to go. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for them, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to stay a, a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, once, yeah, once Phil's gone and Gates and, and I mean, that's, yeah, like, what do I have left to right. to root for? But that, you can even say that, <clears throat> you could say that, like, that's that's been an argument made for why even rooting for a hometown team is, is silly in and of itself. Right. Like, right. Um, someone used the, the, the analogy, like, compared this to the story of, um, have you heard of the, of the, uh, the Seuss paradox. Uh, no, tell me. So, uh, Theseus was a was the mythical king of of Athens, and okay. and one of the, and he had this like one of his prized possessions was the ship, and he used that he used to return from slaying you know whatever the Minotaur, and and so after his death the ship was preserved for hundreds of years in the harbor of Athens. Um, but what was really happening was whenever a wooden plank would rot out, it would be replaced. Uh, and if a beam fell apart, a, a new... Oh, yes, 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 yes. I've heard this. Continue. Yes. This so, is beautiful. So after, um, over time, the... A new, completely new ship. The ship, it's a completely new ship. And mm-hmm. so it raises, so it's like, so it's, it's a replica. Um, so why, like, why still refer to it as his ship? Um, and so with, with sports teams, uh, that's been compared to like, why root for a team when the players like you grew bonded to? So like, you grew up watching Tony Gwynn, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and Phil Plantier and so on. Um, mm-hmm. why, why stay, uh, why keep, once, once they're gone, you know, what do you, why, why root for this whole the team that's made up of completely new people who you didn't even grow up like, uh, uh, being attached to. That's very interesting. To relate it back to human human relationships, people change and evolve, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't be necessarily become the same person. But if you grow and evolve with them, then they can be a completely different person, and you can be a completely different person. But because you, you, you like, you you interacted together with in that growth a bond gets created because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So even if that person's no longer the same person, they're, they're a completely different human being, um, that you, you, you've kind of been there on the mission with them. And, and what, what, you know, what has kept you together now is a relationship to that experience, right? Yeah. So if I continue to attend... As my team evolves, but I continue to go to Petco every season for that collective, that joint experience of evolving and growing together, of, of being promised that 2020 is going to be the year. Um, 
I'm evolving and changing with them, and maybe that's what keeps me connected to them. But if I didn't, for me, if I did not have that that physical interaction, both both on a human like personal relationship level, you know that 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 touch, so to speak. If I didn't have the the cathedral to attend and sit in the grandstand and and engage in that tribalism, there's no way that relationship would endure, at least not for me. You know, mm-hmm. just. I, I couldn't do it. Not over TV or I don't care. I don't care how amazing the, the, the in-game technology is. that lets you like fucking hear what they're saying and shit. It doesn't matter. I need to be there, you know, in, in the flesh. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I disagree too <clears throat> with the whole idea of that, you know, why, if anything, it, to me, that further, that further supports why location matters. I mean, at some point you gotta get together for hanky panky, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you right. have to. Yeah. I mean, that's just like as that's just as primal as anything. I mean, that might be the most primal thing that we engage with, engage in with one another, right? Like on an intimate level. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 ideally, get together for hanky panky all the time. Right. So I mean. Even if it's spaced out and it's uh, it's more quality than quantity, you still got to have – you got to go. You got to be there in the flesh a few games. Yeah. You got to be there in the same location together sharing in yeah. the experience. And that go and to all you Catholics pretending that you're Catholics, if you're not going to church, then, then you're not doing it right. Nope. <laughs> Wait. What was your – what's your quote? But God, really, oh, God, distance. God, belief in God is is the ultimate uh, long distance relationship. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! That's no truer words have been said ever on Grandstand, ever. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So basically, those those people that uh, engage in long distance relationships need to continue to re-engage otherwise they're just a bunch of fucking suckers yeah and yeah. and to the fan like myself who is going to continue uh advocating for keeping the hatred alive for the los angeles chargers of carson formerly known as the san diego superchargers um what do you have to say to those people you know it's 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 hard to distinguish between you know when when one should forgive and when it's when when one shouldn't. But um, the where you know where does forgiveness ultimately come into this? The wound is fresh right now, but over time, like should the little Mo's eventually start thinking about forgiveness and reestablishing yep. that relationship? <clears throat> he does root for a team that used to be in San Diego, the Clippers. Yeah, which I find very ironic. Yeah, he wasn't hurt by them, so that is really interesting. So I, yeah, I worry about him, and not just him, but the, the fan that that comes from this this angle, which is, um, he went he when when the Chargers left, when his girl left, he the first thing he did was go hook up. With 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 his girlfriend's best friend who, or, or or enemy rather who's a fucking mess, 
who's just like this toxic. So he's he's now getting himself just to spite the Chargers into a toxic relationship of becoming a Raider fan. Yeah, and that's well just said. not that's not healthy. Um, there's talks about the Raiders possibly playing at Qualcomm. They're going to play their their 2019 season there until they get their new stadium in Las Vegas. And okay. and, and he has said, and, and he's not alone. A lot of Charger fans who have jumped ship to the Raiders have said, "Oh, dude, we're getting season tickets if that happens." <laughs> and that's just... that is a fucking mess. That that's like the that that yeah yeah the Raiders are a fucking mess. Yeah, and that's just like your. You know, it's it's going into dark vices to <laughs> to cope with with the pain, and and so and then that's again. So and maybe maybe what's healthier for your soul is is forgiveness rather than than that than going into the black hole. So little Mo, be careful because that this the, the, your your Raider fandom could be a gateway into into to more severe, dangerous forms of grandstanding. Yeah. No, you might you might literally just get killed at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <clears throat> Is it true that uh, crime 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 went up in San Diego every time the Raiders came in town? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. That yeah, that's probably true. I don't know if that's true, but that's something that I heard constantly. Um, it probably is true. Uh, so so forgive, huh? Yeah, forgiving's hard. Yeah. And sometimes, it, and sometimes it is you. You shouldn't. I don't know. Well, you can you can forgive, but you don't have to necessarily forget, right? Yeah. Because you do need to protect yourself and have have some have some self respect. Damn it. Yeah. Well, what if the Chargers come back? There's talks about that event happening one day, and, and the fans just playing that whole game. Like for the first few games, don't go to the games just to like pretend like they're still <laughs> mad at them. <laughs> Which goes counter to the idea if you love something and it comes back to you as meant to be. Because if you love something, then you would just embrace it as soon as it returns, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But if that hap- By that time, maybe there will be that, that soccer team will be there and, and fans have already been firmly rooted in, in, in loyalty to that. Well, it's happened before. The Browns came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raiders went back. Mm-hmm. Baltimore got another team. Mm-hmm. So it would be sweet for the sake of San Diegans if, if, if they got something back. You know, this town deserves it. Yeah. No matter how provincial we may be, we deserve an NFL team. Yeah. And and, and going and, and San Diegans are are staying put now. Like we our kids might be growing up in a San Diego where they're going to grow up in a San Diego surrounded by less transplants and more homegrown San Diegans. So maybe a bright future ahead in that regard. Mm-hmm. So I think we've kind of covered everything. And, and again, I mean, can I can I just say and make just like uh, beat this dead horse of mine and say that everything in life can be explained through sports and grandstanding can yeah. be analyzed or conceptualized through a sport. Uh, grandstanding more than anything for me it's grandstanding you got to engage in the tribalism yeah yeah it's it's the so, healthiest form of it yes yes except for those goddamn savages in argentina <laughs> yeah oh man yeah uh-huh. but a part of me really loves that and 
this the fucking Alexis Lala fucking called that Team USA uh, fans for saying, you know what? Maybe that's what you all fucking motherfuckers need is to have a little show some backbone like these Ooh. motherfuckers. He's like, I'm not condoning. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, like, maybe you guys, maybe you're just a bunch of bitches, you know, Dang. and maybe you need to be more like these fools. I was like, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't I let think about that. He fucking calling out those putos. Um, I, you know, I didn't see him at the World Cup. They weren't there, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. If 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 they were, I I wouldn't even notice either. Yeah. That I don't think that hatred. I don't think will ever change. Even if my daughter played for Team USA, I'd still hate Team USA. I'd have to not talk to my daughter for a few years. Yeah. Well, and and, and how ironic, considering we've been talking about the importance of location. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm definitely a mess in that regard. <laughs> That's good. We we're, we're, we're all we're all walking contradictions. Yes, absolutely. What what uh, what would we be if we weren't boring? Anything else, Profe? Final question: When when the Chargers are playing uh, Baltimore in this wild card <laughs> game? Uh-huh. First question: Will you watch? Uh, second question. Are you pulling for them or not? Or indifferent? My initial thing would be to say indifferent, but to tell you the truth, I'm going to probably stalk them the same way I stalk people on uh, social media who I've, uh, yeah, I'll probably look in at their Instagram feed. So, so you, I'll probably. Will you, so you won't watch the game? No, I'm not going to watch it, but I am going to, I am going to check in on them. Hmm. Mostly the fans. That's really what this was all about. It's like, you know what? If you want to love them and you want to go for it, go for it. I don't agree with you, but, you know, maybe this is a way of coping with this, a, a, a soft landing, if you will. Um, I'm, I'm down with it. But, no, I will not watch. And um, I, I don't – I'm indifferent about whether they win or lose. If they win and people are happy in San Diego, then I'm, I'm more okay with that than them losing. But – if they win, there's a part of me that's going to be really fucking mad. Mm, yeah. But what about you? <clears throat> I think I'm going to watch. And this will be the first this will be the first charge game I watch in since since the last one in San Diego. Um mm. so or as as San Diego Chargers. Um so if, to me that's a big step. Like that's a major to to sit uh, at, at least like if anything comes up whatever like i'm not mm-hmm. gonna go out of my way to watch this but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be home and i'm gonna have it on and so so i'm curious i'm curious how i'm i'm how i'm gonna feel while watching I don't, and i really don't know i'm leaving it i'm when seeing them will i will i find myself deep down inside going come on phil you can do this or maybe i'm gonna be watching and just feeling like yeah yeah fuck it up. Mm-hmm. i don't know but but just the fact that I'll be watching is like that's that's like sending a happy new year text to the ex after years uh-huh. and after thinking like that's you know that's, n- nothing beyond that but just that's like that's a big first step to even to even go that far but and just a text but what if she texts you back that's exactly there's always that risk mhm 
Yeah. And then you're back to where you fucking started. Right. Unless you text back, like, don't ever, don't ever text me again. <laughs> Which makes it even worse. Yeah. Especially she's the one that left me. <laughs> you're like, shit. Yeah. So. I shouldn't have sent that. That's it, folks. Thank you. Um, this this episode is dedicated to all the all the lovers and all the haters in the world. Uh, may we find some common ground in the uh, masterful, beautiful, absurd experience that is uh, grandstanding. So get to work, out on this.
So you think the you think the Ravens going to the Super Bowl? Oh man, no listen. You see the enthusiasm and the motivation. What does that mean? They're playing as a team. See, they couldn't play as a team with Flacco because Flacco didn't have nothing to do with the players at all. So what about the Chargers? You don't think the Chargers are going to oh, be hell no. You, you don't listen. Philip Rivers, you don't even have to worry. <laughs> Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Listen, that don't make no difference. This guy's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he black. So he had to be better than all the white boys. Now, I don't know what that means, that now. Huh? 